Welcome to the program. The votes aren't fully counted yet from our 2016 primary election. The ink isn't dry even on some ballots, and already we're talking about issues concerning the November election, specifically the Water Forest Oak Woodland Initiative that was submitted by a number of environmental groups. It was submitted back in May to the County Registrar Recorder's Office with what they thought was the requisite number of signatures. There's been some developments in that situation today, and here to tell us about it, I'm joined by Napa County Clerk, Assessor, and Registrar Recorder, John Tudor. John, thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure, Jeff. It is amazing that we're not done with this primary election and already we're focusing on November, not a minute's rest. We are. That's absolutely right. So, tell, um, tell us what happened here. The, ba- the signatures were turned in back in, in May, as I understand it. That's right. And, and so there's a two-step process, Jeff. The, the, the first step in all of this is that the proponents of any initiative have to present the initiative to the county and the county council has to prepare a title and summary. That is done, and then from then it's handed back to the proponents, and from that point on they have to create the actual petitions, and they have to circulate the petitions, get the signatures, and then submit the petitions with the signatures to my office as the elections official. Now, if this were had been a city initiative, it would have been submitted to the city clerk of the city of Napa or the town clerk of Yountville, et cetera. But because it's a county initiative, it was submitted to me on May 11th. And the law requires that along with the initiative petitions with the signatures on them, they are to provide me with two blank petitions. I then forward those two blank petitions to county council for their review because the election code says that the elections official shall not only certify the signatures, it's elections code 9101 if anybody wants to look at it, but it also says each petition section shall contain a full and correct copy of the notice of intention and accompanying statement including the full text of the proposed ordinance. So when county council got the petitions, the blank petitions with the full text of the ordinance, I began checking signatures because I didn't want to hold the the proponents up. I have a certain limited amount of time to check signatures. So I began that process. And just at the same time that I completed the process of checking signatures and certified that there were a sufficient number of signatures, county council completed their review And during their review, and the reason it took them so long is they found what they felt was a problem with the petition itself. And that problem was that the initiative referred to two other documents which had been adopted by the Board of Supervisors, but it didn't take the full text of those documents that it referred to and added them to the petition itself for the voters or not the voters, but the people signing the petition to see. And county council determined that that rendered the entire petition invalid, and therefore, once I get advice from county council, I'm the elections official who says that it complies, and if it doesn't comply, I have to reject it. You say they didn't include the full text of these other ordinances. Did they include any text from them at all? No, the, all they included was the reference to it. 
And the reference was to an Oak Woodland voluntary plan that the Board of Supervisors had adopted several years ago. When the county council originally looked at the initiative and put the title on it and did the initial review, was that not a time when this should have been looked at? Actually, it's not. the What their job is to do, the title and summary, it's the petition itself under 9101, once it's submitted to me with the signatures, that requires the, uh, that's where it says, shall comply with okay, and contain the full text of the initiative. It would have been nice if county council had found that. Uh, I do know that they found some other points in the initiative that they worked with the proponents on back very at the beginning, and the proponents actually withdrew the first initiative and submitted a second initiative answering some of the points the county council had raised with them, but that was not a point raised with them. Why wasn't it a point raised initially? Wouldn't it have been something, along with these other corrections that were made, wouldn't it have been something that county council would have brought to them early on? County council could have brought it to them early on, but in this case they didn't, and it was on the final review required by the elections code that this final problem came up, which is part of the reason it took them so long to come up with their review advice to me that I needed to reject it because it was a very um, difficult point to make sure that they under they county council reviewing case law and some other uh, statutes, etc., finally determined that that was uh, an error that could not be rectified. What is your understanding, and this may be too too legal a question, John, but what is your understanding of what the responsibility of county council is in reviewing this, particularly initially, and what obligation does county council have to point these things out to the proponents? Well, there are two different code sections that uh, that comply. I believe that, and let me look at the first one because I happen to be able to look at that while we're talking. But there are two, the two code sections are quite different. The final one, 9101, after it's submitted to me, says shall comply. The initial ones, which have to do with the submission of the initiative, simply say uh, prepare a title and summary. Explain to our listeners exactly what a title and summary means. So the title and summary is a short form to help the voters, or not the voters, excuse me, the people presented the petition to sign it, to have an understanding of what they're signing. That is, it still means that the entire uh, petition it must include the full text of the initiative in case someone wants to read it. But the primary thing is that it needs to be um, that short form is to assist the voters if they don't have time to read the whole initiative while they're waiting to sign it uh, to take a look at it. What do you know with respect to other cases like this in the past? Can, uh, have there been other situations in Napa County where we've had similar kinds of problems? Well, not directly in, in my experience. The only one that I know of is a city uh, petition, which was several years ago. And that petition was to uh, do something around the properties on the southeast, southwest corner of the city of Napa. 
that was that was reviewed, titled in summary, now by the city attorney, nothing to do with the county. This was a city initiative. And finally, when the petition was submitted, and I do the signature checking for the city, they pay me to do that. They sent me the petition. I had not yet started the signature checking when I got a call from them, no, there's a problem with the initiative petition. And that was rejected by the city clerk acting as the elections official before I did any of the signatures. That never resulted in, and I don't remember what the issue was. It wasn't this issue, but I think there was some technicality in the petition that was not correct. You're obviously the one that has come forward to reject this. To what extent does county council need to be part of the public statement on all of this? Well, the county council is my advisor. I mean, the county council advises me in my capacity as the elected assessor, recorder, county clerk in my ex officio registrar of voters job. So they advise me on issues that I bring to them. They advise the board on other issues. So, but what it says is, and I'm looking in the other code section, Jeff, knowing that you're very detail oriented is 9105. So it says within 15 days after the proposed measure is filed, the count, so I have to, 9105, this is the beginning of the process. 9105 says I immediately transmit a copy of any proposed measure to the county council. Within 15 days after the proposed measure is filed, the county council shall provide and return to the county elections official a ballot title and summary for the proposed measure and shall express in 500 words or less the purpose of the measure. In providing the ballot title, the county council shall give a true and impartial statement of the purpose of the proposed measure, that's the summary, in such language that the ballot title shall neither be an argument nor be likely to create prejudice for or against the proposed measure. And there have been battles at the state, as you know, over the attorney general rewriting things, and there was some lawsuits. That wasn't an issue here. So what? that's all it says. And then I return the proposed ballot, well, it's not proposed, the, the ballot title and summary to the proponents, and that ballot title and summary has to appear upon each section of the petition. So there's nothing in that code section that says that the initiative shall be reviewed uh, for conformity with full text or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I know that county councils throughout the state, in an attempt to be you know, impartial, which is what this says they should be, if they have serious concerns in reviewing the initiative as being unconstitutional or whatever, in certain cases they they have done stuff at that point, but normally it's more of a give and take. But if the county council sees something, and I don't think they're required to do this, but I do know in both, I believe in at least in the this one and maybe even in the animal shelter uh uh, initiative measure, there was some back and forth between the proponents and county council over the contents uh, of the initiative. I think there was a typo in one of them that was fixed with a revised, et cetera. But the shall comply only appears in 9101, which is after I get the petition. Where does the buck stop? You mentioned that the county council advises you in this. Do you make the ultimate decision? Could you have overridden the advice from county council? 
Absolutely, but I wouldn't do that in in five minutes. No, if I understand, I have... but I'm just trying to get the chain <laughs> no, no, of command. Uh, and, uh, and understand. No, of course, it it is the elections official who makes the determination that it shall comply. However, as you can imagine, I'm certainly not going to um, do something that would expose the county to litigation later, which would be. Um, to say that I uh, allowed an initiative to go forward against advice of counsel, there's a there's an election, there's lawsuits and everything. If I did that against the advice of counsel, the the county might be liable for attorneys' fees and things like that. And obviously, the proponents are going to appeal this, or I, I say obviously, in all likelihood, certainly, and it will go through a court process, and there may be appeals to that, etc. What is the timeline in terms of when a petition, a new petition, would have to be back in your hands in order to be on the November ballot? There's no way any new petition could get in my hands and be on the November ballot because it starts the process over again. So that wouldn't make the November ballot. They, you know, it takes X days for me, for me to send it to county council, 15 days to get back, and the close for the November election is august 12th uh to get anything on that's that's almost around the corner so for proponents to get out and try and collect six thousand signatures between july something then and august 12th is an impossibility so from your point of view the next step is is nothing i mean it's been rejected there's really nothing else for your office to do at this point that's correct there's nothing further for me to do uh, other than to um, sit back and wait to see what happens. The sufficiency certificate is still in place. If a judge were to rule that the, the initiative should go forward, uh, saying that for some reason what county council believes is a serious problem is not a serious problem, that happened in an er not here, but in another county. Actually, it was a city petition. This trial court judge found that the uh, was not a major failure, but it went to the appellate court, and the appellate court uh, said, no, it was a major failure. So it's not going to be necessarily, I mean, it's up to whoever files a writ to get this done, but it's not going to be a, a simple process. And what would be the timing in terms of that, John? If, if a judge were to say it could go forward with the sufficiency certificate still in place, what would be the deadline for that? Uh, well, again, August 12th, the, the judges and election matters get top priority. Uh, Jeff, they are given real expediting in the uh, so that nobody can do things that would somehow appear to be frustrating the will of the proponents or the people right. who signed the signature, if you follow me. So uh, it's very clear that there would be uh, a very quick, uh, you know, as quick as it can be, the courts can't move that quickly, but it would move relatively quickly. All right. Well, I thank you very much for taking time on a Friday afternoon to bring us up to date on this. My pleasure. John Tudor, thank you so much.